This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. We're going to learn the Kaliyasha. How did I get to the Kaliyasha? So the story with me and the Kaliyasha was that I um, normally davened in my parents' house in Muncie. We davened a couple of Shabbos there. And I don't remember if I was early or I was late or they didn't have a meeting that Shabbos exactly. Next door, Rabbi Aderes, Sephardi, had a shul, and I went there to daven. They daven early, and then they, they, they daven early before we do, and then they wait like 45 minutes and they learn. In between, everybody learns, and then they daven my hours later. So I was there, and from Finnish Merchan, I was just looking at this farm, I was going through this farm, I don't know why. I picked that Kaliyasha. I never saw it before, I never heard about it before, I didn't know anything about it before, and I just opened it up. Just opened it up, and I was blown away by what I read. And then I started, I bought my own, I started learning it, and I realized that this was written by a very holy man. Um, it has a lot of insights that are forever, it's not just in his time. And um, it 100% totally changed my whole life. So it took on to help put it out in English. I'm thankful in the beginning, but I didn't actually do a lot of language comments. Used to come to my my Kaliyasha share on Shabbos in the mountains. Um, that's the only time that I used to teach it, and um, I think that is very very important for all of us to to learn this and to understand that as he talks a lot about the next world, what happens in the next world, he talks a lot, he, he quotes a lot of Zayar, but you should know that he wrote it out of love. It sounds like a very critical, um, harsh sefer to learn, but it's not true. It was, it was written out of love. I'll just uh, tell you a little bit about who he was. And, um, his name was Rabbi C. Harsh Kadenover. Um, it was published in 1705, which is about 316 years ago. Um, it's called the Kav Hayasha because Kav is 102. There are 102 chapters. He wrote 102 chapters. And, um, the, uh, the Yash, the Yashar, so his name was Harish, right? So if you take, um, if you take his name and you play with the letters, it spells Yashar. So, um, I mean, no, T is, it's 102, right? And, uh, Yashar is the author's name, Harish. Hey, Rayshin, Harish. So that's part of it. But the main, the main reason is because it, it's a, it's a, it's a hundred and two chapters, which equals his name Tzvi, which is Tzadik, Yudit, and, and Beis. Um, he wrote it in Yiddish, because that's what the people spoke in those, in those times. He was born in Vilna. He spent his child in a place called Kura, which is near Lublin. And, um, in 1655, he, he had a very rough life. He lived in a very terrible time. Um, in 1655, his, hot, his father's house was burnt down and his two sisters were killed. Then they had all the pogroms. Um, so they all, they escaped to Austria and his father, which he will quote in the Sefer, his name was Ramat Shmuel, um, he became the rub and actually taught, taught, let's see her, the, the, the author, um, he got his education from him and from someone called Rabbi Yosef Ben Yehuda, who was the rabbi, who was the rabbi in Minsk. I actually went to Minsk. Um, then 
he was put in jail with a lot of with a lot of his family, just again, just anti-Semitism. And he felt that the reason he was put in jail is because he didn't put he didn't produce he didn't publish his father's song. When his father died, his father had swarm and he did not um, he did not publish it. So he felt that because he didn't do that, he, he viewed his imprisonment as a punishment that he had not published his father's work. And when he got out of jail in 1696, he began to publish what's called Tifera Shmuel. And it's a, it's a parish on the rush. You get it. You can get it today. And you should know that he didn't only write the Kabayash, he wrote the Eifer, he wrote the Sefer in Brainos, um, and he brings it down in the Kabayash, but we don't have any copies of it at all. He passed away on the 15th day of Adar in 1712. Now, why was the Sefer so important? Because in 1648 to 1649, with the famous massacres of Chalanitsky, the Chalaniki massacres, uh, which was Tachvitzat, with Tach, a lot of people died, um, they, they ran from Vilna, and um, I think he ended up in Germany, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he killed all the Cossacks. Killed a lot, a lot of Jews. Um, I think they, I think a hundred thousand. Yeah, which in those days was pretty big. Um, they got through the town. Whatever they, they butchered, now they butchered six thousand people in one town. They um, they drowned them. They burnt them. They took out. They took out all the Sifrei Tyra, They rolled them on the floor. They brought animals. To trample on them, um, Rav Shapsi acquainted cats. He wrote something called Megillah Megillah Ephraim. Um, according to the what they have, they had a hundred. There was a, a hundred thousand victims just Europe who perished in three hundred communities. Now, um, this was the best time that he wrote the Sefer, and at that time also was the was the false Mashiach of Shapsi's feet. In 1666. There was a lot, a lot of stuff going on when, um, the Kabayashi came out. And it was written by the Gibbon that it's a safer for healing for the soul. And all of his words are said with intellect and musr. Um, and anyone who purchases the safer will rejoice. It's for Torah scholars, it's for regular people, even women used to learn. Kabayashi Muchsidim used to learn it. Um, a lot of Gematrias, a lot of Kabbalah, and, uh, the last 102 Mitchell we'll learn together, he talks about the, the coming of Mashiach, and he also talks about the tragedy. I remember when I read it, I didn't really understand what was going on, but, um, he writes about the tragedy. Now, it's an interesting thing that not only the Chishua, but the whole world, uh, writes about him. In the Prima Gaudin, in the Prima Gaudin, in the Sefer Rufus Nefesh, he, he writes that, he writes that this is a Sefer Rufus Nefesh, it's Marathan and Shaman of Guf, um, the Naim Ali Melech wrote that it should be Shagur Refiv, it should be something that's usually in your mouth, of the Kabayasha, and that he learned, right, Naim Ali Melech learned it 102 times, the Sefer, the whole Sefer, Naim Ali Melech learned 102 times, the Sefer of 102 chapters. The Chidah, which is Svardi, right, um, brings him down a lot in his Sefer, and he said, 
that he always had on his table. He always had the Kaviyash on his table. The Magani Kajnitz says that when you learn from the Kaviyasha Zaya, um, you, you almost struggle to, to be Mitzayur Yunefesh when you learn from the Zaya itself. So, it's just brought down by so many, uh, the, the, what's it called, the Nibayim as Shudiba. He said that, um, anyone who's Mishala comes from a low place, um, doesn't understand stuff that comes from a high place. But he says those, that's why those who learn, learn the Zayar in the Zayar, they don't understand it. But if they learn it in the Kaviyasha, then they do understand it. We're going to learn a lot of Zayar, a lot of Zayar. Um, some cipher, you're going Svardi, Chsidish, some cipher, wrote in his Savah, Rabbanu, he says, ask him a Sifri Ashkenaz, go from, uh, Shalom, he's going, uh, so definitely everybody is on the same page. And he goes through the Delta River, from everybody. That this is a very important, very important, very deep safety for us for. Now in the opening. But in the opening, before you even start speaking, it says something amazing. It says, how he got to a level to write the second. Yashar, if you flip the name, 
Right. Hayashar. So it's um it, it comes to the name like uh what's it called? Hersh. So Hayashar and Hersh are the same letters. Okay. Um he writes the Khibati says if Lilith's been a boy lethal until last night, I didn't write to say for me. Put a crown on my head. When I went through all my pain, went through a lot of pain. They put me in jail. They killed his sisters. Got killed in front of him. Went through a lot. Watch all the Jews die. Then the fake Mashiach. He said, So Rebbe talks a lot that the way to heal from trauma is to help others. Otherwise, therapy and and medicine and all this other stuff. It, um, it helps you exist, survive, um, through your trauma, but there's still scars. How do you get rid of the whole scar? Like it never happened is to use what you went through to help others. He's writing here, right? I didn't do this to get anywhere. I did this because I was in a lot of pain and I went through a lot of pain and I knew that I, I would have the ability to help all these other people that are in pain. Well, why are you any different? And I'm going to open people's eyes. And open eyes will help them. At this point, when he wrote this, um, he only wrote the first half. He only wrote 51 chapters at that point. There was only one safer. And he only wrote, he only wrote 51. So, Chelek Rishon, the base at first. And, and anyway, so he's thanking our Shannon here. Then, of course, Wolf let him do this. He had no money, and he got the money to do it. And, um, yeah, okay. And he says, and uh, my prayer is that anyone who has years of Shem in his heart, Yibra Pamayim, Bishalosh, Zeh Sefer. Twice or three times, we just say to the kind of memory and write and keep what I wrote. Shani was not allowed to replace mitzvahs which are other than those And talking about some mitzvahs that nobody takes very seriously. The kind of mitzvahs will call nefesh. He writes in a mitzvah with nachem mamish b'kerem zavus. There are certain mitzvahs that are just like kibbutz bein things like that. They're not big time. They also they get lost in the corner. Even in the zaman bein, people are not careful about it. Matim damenek malachim bleyevach. The zaki b'sevah zegim l'shen ashkenazi. Okay, now we're going to start. Um, the kind that have safer people who keep the safer is what he writes. Yiskil we write with binyan siyamishalayim. Okay, you can ask more than that. Because you're a matter, because you're a man, you're doing the time. The cotton sweeteners. Then I'm going to go out of the All right. Perakal. Perakal. Oh, you got the sound man's in? Okay. <laughs> just started. The sound's just starting now. We'll, we'll give you the first part of it anyway, but okay. Shkayach. Shkayach the Torah anytime. So whoever just uh, zoned in here, we have a minion of guys learning Chabura, Kabayashar. We're starting with the first parak, and Mr. Shev, we hope to learn 102 prokim, figuring about two prokim a week, so it'll probably take us a year, maybe a little bit faster. Um, and Mr. Shem Torah anytime is going to carry the whole Kabayashar, and we just finished saying... That whoever learns Kabayashar and keeps what it says, that Amakayim Zahat Sefi Yiskalurus Binyan Tim Yushalayim will see the building of Yushalayim and Sion, I guess, when Mashiach comes. Okay.
very important Chavayasha. Hashem Bechachma Yosadaretz. God with wisdom, Hashem with wisdom, made the foundation of the earth. Kainain Shemayim Bitsuna. The heavens, also with wisdom. Why are you telling me that? Of course Hashem did it with wisdom. Why are you telling me that? So, this passage comes to tell us, the main spot, the main part of wisdom, creativity, intelligence, that you use your wisdom to create something that has a toelas. The Chacham can be very proud that he's smart and he understands if he uses his wisdom not to make an iPhone. Not, not for that. But to make something in this world that can be used to do, well, iPhone could be, but to do mitzvahs and to, to have a poyalas, and we're going to see a fantastic story about this, uh, a toelas in the world. And then you can be proud that you're smart. But that's not the way, it's, not the way it works here. A person who uses his chachma and his smartness, not just to make money, that's not what it's here for, but he uses the tachas gadol b'te'eles and the shmasai. The wisdom in your brain is a to'eles to help your soul. Hachatsuva mitachas kisei hakavod yisparach. Where does your soul come from? comes from underneath God's throne. says, who Hashem gives you neshama to a person who's made out of mud, earth, dust. Right? Why would Hashem do that? Why would He take such a holy thing and from His Kisei HaKavod and put it uh, in, in something like, like like you're going to a wedding and you're wearing a tuxedo Right, and and you're riding a bike. <laughs> you're gonna look ridiculous, right? Coming to the wedding in a bike that I haven't seen, right? In a bicycle, you're getting off, you got your tuxedo and your hat and your everything, all dressed up, shiny shoes, right? And you're coming. So why would Hashem take a shama and put it in something that's made out of dirt, right? Must be a reason. So he says that today lekashta bekitushim noim. To dress it up with beautiful jewelry, umuhu darim, what is that? What are you taking this body? What are you dressing it up with? The maisim tovim udrachim yasharim, with good deeds and going yasha, going the right way, not cheating, not using your mouth to say lashon hara, not using the eyes to look at things you shouldn't, or your hands or your feet. Because Baruch was taking this holy soul and putting it in this body, because the body has the power, actually, to make the soul higher. Because the soul is a spiritual thing that in the next world, is, it doesn't grow. It's, just on, it's on a level. It's not going anywhere. So Hashem created a world. When a person comes down to this world, every mitzvah, your soul can grow. So the, the, you can take an apple, which is physical, which is like nothing, right? You make a bracha on it, you're taking it, you're making it spiritual. So actually the body, which is nothing... Right, can end up doing mitzvahs and things like that, and it's sort of 
putting jewelry on the neshama. But if you're dead and the neshama's in the next world, then you can't, you can't, you can't do anything for the neshama. So it's really a present to be in a body to come down to this world. But, okay? And to do my simtoyim, love zira, and to give back the neshama with all that jewelry on it. Kashi Yavah is mabukudas neshama neshama when it's time for the neshama to go back, and it's done by force. The person doesn't know when they're going to die. That chachma that you use to figure out how to do mitzvahs and how to fight outsmart the Yetzirah, that's what it says in Kehelas, Chachma gives life to its masters. But, but, you use your brains on how to beat people, how to money, how to come up with gadgets, right? Stuff that helps the Yitzhahara, you know, movies, the whole, the whole, the whole technology that's used mostly is for bad things, not for good things, right? He didn't create it for Torah anytime in Shiram, that's for sure. But everything that's bad has some good in it because that's how, it, that's how the Yitzhahara sells it. And the Yitzhahara was, when we read the Das was good and bad together. But that's not why they created it. Created for bad. So a person who uses Chachmos, a million, brilliant iPhone 14, like these guys in Apple, they're brilliant, right? All these guys. Yeah, they're brilliant. When you use your brains for things that are not ITLS, give Toyo Behevel a Rick, they're weapons of the messengers of the Satan, they're nothing, they're Hevel. The body, Hashem created the body to do mitzvahs, to get jewelry. The body becomes totally rotten and lost. And all your taiva, and all your hana, it doesn't last. What's the use of this? If you read Kahelas, we should learn Kahelas. Everybody should learn Kahelas. It's a little depressing though. A lot, a lot depressing. But... What do you have from it? Any enjoyment you have in this world, it doesn't last. Anything. It's a second, it's a minute, it's a half an hour. It's not, it's not an hour even, right? It doesn't last. So what's the chachma? What did, what did it do for you? What do you have after a movie, watching a movie? What do you have afterwards? Nothing. You, 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 you're like, oh yeah, I, 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 I killed two and a half hours. I, I, girls that I talked to, I'm like, why do you watch movies? Like, they make you smarter? You're, you're watching biographies? What are you watching? Right? They're not true. You know, one of the rises to Chesemes in my movies. Girl goes to a movie, she watches the movie, right? And at the end of the movie, the actress is dying from cancer. It's very sad, very, very sad. All the girls are crying, watching this movie. Never, she died from cancer, she's crying. And then two weeks later, she's in another movie, Superwoman, she's flying. How could that be? She died two weeks ago. And the answer is, what are you kidding, Ray Wilson? You don't understand? She's just an actress. It's not real. What? You said that? You said it's not real? So what are you doing? Are you crying for something that's not real? Is your crying real? Yeah. Are you crying for something that's not real? I said, if you would cry for someone who's sick, go to, go to a, a hospital, go to Sloan Kettering, all the kids that are sick, find out their names, that's real. Cry for them. You yourself said it's not real. She's an actress. The whole thing's an act. The whole thing's fake. You said it out of your own mouth. So, so why you do it? It kills time. It kills time. That's why you're in this world. You kill Cut the head off time? That's what you're doing? So, it's really saying over here, he's like, you use your chachma to, you know, to do stuff 
then then what are you doing? It's 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 hurting you. You think vaping? You know that created vaping, so it's not a cigarette. So there's no smoke, so it doesn't smell. You know, well, yeshiva guys say it's a big thing to vape. So the guy who created vaping must have been brilliant, right? No cigarette, steam, brilliant. You can sing Gehenim. So the vaping stuff in that, forget the marijuana, the other stuff, that yeshiva guys are not doing, but the other stuff that's in there that's killing you, that's going to kill you. Sadiqim are vaping? Like what? They sat there at Chaim, he's vaping? So this is what he's saying. There's so much chachma. There is crazy chachma out there. Crazy chachma. But when it's used for, for, for things that are not, have no ta'alas, it's not putting jewelry on the neshama. I'm just reading what he says. It's not putting jewelry on the neshama. It's, 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 and, and, and all of it, a minute later, it's gone. There ain't Sarah Chalaymer. You should, you don't have to say, um, that he's he says a person who does this and uses his chachma for sheker and bad things and things that are makalko that are against the din against Taira Hagdaisha he's destroying his soul for that for that wisdom a guy who's, who's using his chachma to be goyrim, that his neshama should come back in a Gilgal. He talks a lot about this stuff. Gilgal, Gehenim. Right? Umar and the Yisurim Gehenim, and he should suffer in Gehenim. The Nidlev replied to Kedisha, and they won't, even, they won't even, they'll push him away. They won't even let him into the holy places in the next world. He's going to be so embarrassed. So what are you using your chachma for? You're using it for the wrong things. He says, to anyone who thinks, and to go into his, I talk about this a lot also, into his heart, which is hard, take some time for yourself, to think, to meditate, in a, Quiet place away from everyone else. I have a place. I'm not telling you where it is because then it won't be quiet anymore. I have a place on Bear Mountains that you can sit and you can see 500 miles of forest and mountains and you can see the Hudson River. There's nothing there but eagles and whatever. There's nothing there. And I, I think, I look at what Hashem created. I think, I cry, I laugh, I scream at Hashem. Like some of your children are suffering, what's going on, you know? I tell Hashem I love him. I talk to him. There's nobody there. I'm not embarrassed. It's not like going in the street and saying, Hashem, I love you! Ooh. He's a freak. Put him in a, put him, put him in a hospital, right? But there I can say whatever I want. I can scream whatever I want. Maybe a snake will hear me or something, whatever. One time in my life, I was sitting there. Never never did a person cross that path. I have a place that it's just, it's just up there by itself. And I'm meditating. I'm thinking about Hashem and life and everything. And all of a sudden, I get a tap on my shoulder. I thought it was, I don't know, I, I thought I was going to die. I get tapped my shoulder, and there's these two climbers, mountain climbers, that are standing there, and they're like, Sir, um, I know you're meditating, but do you, do you see what's like two feet away from you? The biggest snake I ever saw in my life. Two feet away from me. I'm like, whoa, thank you. And then uh, I moved away. I went, I went a little bit somewhere else, but whatever. But 
Maybe they were malachim. I don't know. Maybe they disappeared down the trail. Whatever it is. But he says that you have to do a spite of this. And one of the things that technology did in this world is take us away from finding ourselves, spending time with ourselves. We're so busy looking every five seconds on the phone, vaping, jumping, you don't even know who you are. You have no idea who you are. You don't know how good you are. You don't know your mistakes that you could fix. You don't know anything. You don't know who Hashem is. You can learn and learn and learn, and you have no husband, you have no connection, you have no relationship. Learning is supposed to be a relationship. Learning is, is talking to Hashem. It's not a subject matter. A lot of guys are subject matter. I'm not going to get married. I have to go to that. If I don't learn, I'm not going to get a good shidduch. The Rebbe, the Rebbe has to say good about me. That's not what, that's not. Moshe Rebbe didn't come down with a connection to get married. He didn't come down with a subject. He didn't come down with a subject. He came down with life. So learning Torah is supposed to bring you close to Hashem, but but that, that's, that's the objective of, of Torah actually is talking to Hashem in his Lashem and, and Machshava when you have a good Teretz on your own all that stuff is a good book talking back to you so we're saying over here this is 350 years ago okay he's not writing it now with a bunch of therapists telling you you need to meditate yoga no no he's telling you here this is 300 before he wasn't a therapist right and he's saying that take time for yourself Go privately. Don't go with anyone else. Right? You should have a lot of hachna. How do you say hachna in English? How do they translate it in the book hachna in English? Self-depredation? Self That's what it says? In the fear of God. You guys are young. I'm not so young. Think about the years that went by. Ashkara Avru, the Chalful. All these years that went by that you can't get back. I can tell you that so much time. With the baseball game, the football game. What do I have from it? And most of the time they lost. What do I have from being a Yankee fan? Nothing. They don't care about me. They charge me a lot of money to go to a game, right? It's like they were never there. And every day your life gets shorter. You're going towards death. You don't know when that's going to be. It comes like a bird. And when they're sent to get a person's uh, soul, a person's supposed to die, they hurry up and they bring him to Dim Cheshman on any word you ever said. And all your thoughts. They don't let anything go. It's very scary. And everyone knows in the bitterness of his heart, how he rebelled against God, specifically when he was young and when he was old. Sometimes in the open. Sometimes in very hidden places. In front of Hashem, everything is known. And when it comes to Din, they all get up and they say everything that happened. They tell you what day it happened. And they say what hour it happened. And they say what place it happened. I never saw this Sefer, but it's called Isis de Rabbi Akiva. Very Kabbalistic Sefer, I guess written by Rabbi Akiva. And it says, Ki echad There are seven heavens, and the first is the one, our heaven. 
He sees everything that you do. And he screams to another Malach. The next Malach, and he says it to the Malachim that are holy. When the person did an Avera and they tell the Malachim what he did, they all run away. Because they want to say Shira. And their tummy when they hear what this person did. So they have to be toivel, and malachim, how are they toivel? They don't go into water, they go into esh. There's a river, we'll learn about it. A river in Shemayim, a river of fire. And the way that a shama goes to a mikvah, or a malach goes to a mikvah, he has to go into this mikvah of esh. So if a malach in Shemayim hears your Avera, it's, a, it's so tame that place, that he hears it, that he has to go to the mikvah. So, kal if in the place that you hear the Avera, have to run away. Imagine the place you did the Avera. They're running away from the place they're told about the Avera. Imagine the place you did the Avera. Now, a lot of people are going to say that Ever Wallstein, I do so much Averas, I am partying. I am having the best life. I don't know what you're talking about. Rush of a Tavoy. What are you talking about? I know some guys that are doing, they're such tzaddikim. Ugh, they're suffering. I'm doing every Avera. My wife was just one big party. 350 years ago, the Kabbalah Yasha talked about it. Al Yama ben Adam. Yismabali mikibi. Vaili. Says, one side. Don't say like, okay, listen, Rossi just learned the Kaviyasha, Malachim are flying, throwing me in fire, fire flying, I'm gonna die, I'm, who knows what's gonna happen. I can't go on, so uh, I'm depressed, I'm gonna, I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself, maybe I'll take some medicine, maybe I'll smoke up, I don't know. Like, like, when I'm finished, I'm done, right? Viley, Amy Trufa. Or, he comes to you two ways, it's Satan. This is what he tells you. You're so bad, you're so bad, no matter how many mitzvahs you're going to do, you're done. Or it goes the other way around. You're so good. A couple of errors won't, won't change anything. He plays both sides. He's very smart. Right? So he says here, Adarabah. The opposite. Tachsha bidadcha. You should know. Ki Hashem elahei oilam hu melech rachamim. Don't let the Sultan tell you you're so bad. Because Hashem is a king of Rachamim. The Kapo. The Yadna pushes the Kabbal Tshuva. Hashem's hands are always out there to be Makabal Tshuva. Uprat may especially from his children. The Tekef. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah, Mechi. Immediately. Shouldn't say any names here. Listen. Meshulam, listen. Immediately. For a person spends a little time with himself. And thinks about his life. Hashem will immediately help him to put fences around to protect him on the future. But ye Hashem elikov imo. You should know Hashem will be with you. A person who comes to be tar- retire himself, Messiah is going to help him. 
You also have to have to do something. He shouldn't say, eh, that very just did it. It's not such a big Avera. The Inkadai Lachwit was there. I got to do Chuva on this. By accident, I turned on the light. I'm Shabbos because my elbow hit it. It's nothing. When you leave go of the easy Averis, and you only think about a guy to fix the big Averis. Hashem, you got it. It doesn't matter. You have to chew in the big ones and the little ones. It doesn't make a difference. He tells a story. A story in the Rechav Elio, which I think. Shmuel Yon Avi. Oh, it's on Pirkei And he writes the following story. There are a bunch of ladies sitting together. She was sitting with the. Maybe they were learning Kaviyasha. I don't know what they were doing, but they were having a Muslim Seder. So this one lady was sitting there. And one of them was giving a shear and saying, like, you got you know, you to be careful what you do. Then everyone has to give a din v'cheshman. So this lady got up and said, as a joke, I'm not worried about my judgment day. Why? Because when I need a voice, when they're going to ask me, Lama Osisekach, why'd you do that? Esas asked me, Ilemes, I'm going to make myself like I can't talk. Dumb. I, I can't talk. Can't answer you. A joke. She made a joke. Right. When they ask me, why'd you do that? I'm going to, uh, 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 I can't talk. Shloi Ochelahashi, I can't answer. Loi Haya Yamim Utim, a little few days later, Achinazi Lemes at Yemaisa, she became deaf. She became dumb. She couldn't speak until the day she died. Hey, Joe, when I get to the next world, she says, really? This world. A few days later, she could not talk. From this story we learn, when you talk in this world, they're listening up there. Otherwise, how do they know what she said, that she made the joke? And it makes a difference. So don't make no jokes about the next world, because they're listening to every word that you say. Person shouldn't say after the bad things he does. He actually continue. Yeah, I love hey, Let's do this one. So this guy did all this bad stuff. He's smoking, girls drinking, partying, and I have people that are like like I'm a Chal Shabbos. Hashem didn't kill me. I did this wrong. I never had a boyfriend. Now I'm doing this wrong. I have boyfriends. Like like all the stuff that the rabbis say that you learn that Hashem punishes you. It's not true. I never had such a good time. He says. He has all the partying in the world. But I share money. He's healthy. Goes to the doctor. The doctor's like, wow, muscle man. Like, you're so healthy. Really? I like, I don't have cancer. I don't have blood pressure or sugar. You know, I'm doing some really big sins. Oh no, your blood is perfect. Your pressure is great. He's not worried. He said, that guy's in big trouble. All of Nema Yesh. Shlomo Melech said, sometimes rich and doing well is very bad for that guy. Why? Hashem waits till he's finished. And in one shot, he gets it. And in the next world and in this world, 
in the end, it's not a, it's not a party. Rechmalu v'tzlan, belichanina v'chelma, with no pity. Ben Adam, Ben Adam, human, human. Am I told you, Dea? If you knew, kama shadim, how many shadim, misitra achra? If you knew how many shadim from the dark side, how oyevim al riva has dam shableva adnam that live in one revius of blood. What's revius of blood? It's nothing. In the heart of a person, you would give your whole body and your whole neshama to Hakadosh Baruch and then I'll tell you a story. Every morning, when you wake up, right? You die when you're sleeping. and The neshama goes up. You're a new person. You're a new creation. What's your tachlis of waking up? In order to keep the Torah in the mitzvah. So I can't talk about Adam because the minute you wake up, take a Hasinai, think about the Mamar Hasinai, right? When they came to Hasinai, they were pure, they were Kadosh, the aim of year with fear, the rest is with Zia, sweating, running, Hasinai, Ashamane, Aish, Hasinai was burning. Hashem came down, called Shaifa. Shalom was there. He was the messenger between us and Hashem. What do you say, Madani? Thank you, Hashem. Everlasting, everlasting King that you gave me back in my Neshama. And then, I'll tell you maybe more than one story. We'll see if we have time. Then you go to the bathroom. Then you wash your hands. And then you go to shul. Big Kiddush. Your mouth smells. Your tummy. You didn't, you didn't wash Negevasa. So the Ruach Ra is on you. Your mouth stinks. You look in your eyes. Right? You're not dressed. You, look, you sometimes don't even have a yarmulke on your head. And the first thing you have to do is say, Maldani. Why don't you wait? Let me... It won't, well, it's the only tefillah like that. Every other tefillah, you have to wash your hands, you have to be clean, you have to go to the bathroom. You have to go to the bathroom. When you wake up, you have to go to the bathroom. Everybody has to go to the bathroom if you're normal, right? No. You first say, Moldani. What's going on here? So I'm going to tell you, at the end of this, we have two more minutes in the Kaviyash, and I'll tell you a story, and I'll tell you why. We know that the world is full of the other side. That all the Averis you can imagine, you know what's going on in America, in that view of America? All the sins of all the people are flying in the air. As it says in the Zayar, sometimes when you go to Davin, the, the, the bad, the devils, the bad, the bad, grab onto you. So how do you stop that from happening? And I do this every single morning. small on the left side of your door when you leave your house. There's one bad, bad, bad angel. He sits and waits at your door. That's why you have to have a mezuzah on the other side. The mezuzah that's a remez to the shechina. It's on the right side. Kehelas, Lev Chacham Liminai. The Lev of the smart one is on his right side. Bishamakaima, that's his place. 
And what is the name of that angel? That's by Yomazuzah. Today is her yard site. The is Rachel. That angel is called Rachel. The Imali Shem Shal Shakai Kinegdoi. If you didn't have on the mezuzah Hashem's name, Shakai, he wouldn't be able to leave your house. Because on the left side is that bad malach. If you take that lepesach at your door, the avera is waiting. That's the other malach. If you take la pesach the lamid chatos the ches reves the reish, spells rochel. The mezuzah on the right side is machnia. The 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 what's it called on the left side? The exiv v'haya shakai b'tzerecha. Amnon ikra shmira tzarech imenu b'tzeisim in a pesach b'beisai. You need that shmira, so you should go out the front door, not the side door, but you should go out the front door. The vilti yadik b'sitra acha. Alkain, what do you do? What do you do to protect yourself? Alkain, the Pesach Hapnimi on the inside door. And I do this. I do this. I do, don't do this, but I do the next one. Kiyetz b'muli oiser is Yud Sadik Reish, right? Yetzer is Yud Sadik Reish. Yud is Yud Vav Dalit. That's the Dalit. Sadi is the Sadik. Is Yud is the Yud, Reish is the Shin, which spells Shakai, right? We're saying Eleven Shishem. So Shakai who toiv the Nutzel Yitzhara. That name can save you from the Yitzhara. But basically, basically, spell it to look tzara. Therefore, when you leave your house in the morning, you should say. And there's many tools in the back. Maybe I'll print them out for you. You should say Rebbeinu Shalaylam. You're standing by the mezuzah. Your hands on the mezuzah. Rebbeinu Shalaylam. Chusa not alive. Please have pity on me. Lemalteni mi Yitzhara to protect me. From the Yitzhahara today, the whole cat delay and his whole chevra. Amen. Oh, this is what I do. Yikra kriyashma. Of course, you have to say brachas before this, but when you leave your house, put your hand on the mezuzah on the on the on the, across from the the other side, and say the pasha rishayna of Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekinu Hashem Echad till Oksafta mezuzah v'secha uvisharecha. Till v'hayim shemaya v'aydi malei ba'isa yoyim mikol oven v'ashma. If you do that. You go to the mezuzah every day before you leave, and you put your hand on it, and you say Shema until until Vahaya. He says you'll be protected the whole day because on the other side of the door is the Yitzhahara and the Satan and and whatever he says in Kabbalah here. Again, Noim Elimelech. You understand? You talk about Chidah Noim Elimelech. This is this is real stuff. This is not everything's real stuff, but this is like so. Yeah, you got it. So I don't remember to say. The tefillah, Rebbeinu Shalom Chusana Alai, because I don't have it written down, but I always say, I always say Shema. I say the brachas before that, and I always say Shema. The thanking to the five senses. Huh? I do that, but that's, I'm, I'm, I'm learning Kaviyosha right now. So, that's, yes. I also do that. I, I stand there, and I thank Hashem before I got into the world, because I'm saying Kriya Shema anyway, and I thank Hashem, I say Hashem, thank you that I can feel the mezuzah, that's one, one sense. Thank you that I can smell, thank you that I can taste. Thank you that I could hear with both my ears, and thank you that I could see with both my eyes. Thank you that I could think. Thank you that I could remember. I don't have Alzheimer's, Chas Thank you that I could remember. Thank you that I could move. I, thank you that I could eat. Thank you that I could digest. Thank you that I could go to the bathroom. Thank you that I could move my hands. And thank you that I could move my feet. I say, Thank you that that you and everything that you give me.
So um, that's uh, that's very important. But he, that's not what he says. Oh, yeah, maybe later on, whatever <coughs> it is, to thank Hashem. But to get rid of that yetzer on the other side is very, 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 very important. Just say kriyashma before you before you walk out of your house or your room, wherever you're leaving. Not that hard to do. To be very clear here, that all of us have chachma. All of us have a backpack. Everybody. There was a um, there was a group. I just don't want to keep you guys too long. There was a group um, of Israeli um, soldiers, parachuters, and they were on a very very serious mission. And they didn't want. They didn't know if there might be spies in the group. If the spies are all going to get killed. So they didn't tell them their mission. Not only didn't tell them their mission, but they didn't tell them what they're doing on their mission. Now paratroopers jump out of the plane, right, and they land. So they said to the commander, like, we don't, we don't know what we're supposed to do. Like, we jump out of the plane. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. He said, every guy open up his backpack. When you open up your backpack, you know what you're going to do. So when I first heard the story, I thought, you're going to open the backpack, it's going to be a paper. No, no, no paper. First guy opens up his backpack, he has a, a, a phone, a communication device. He's like, I guess I'm the communicator. Other guy takes out an anti-tank thing. He goes, I'm the guy that's going to take out the tanks. The next guy is a sniper. Right? Each guy, what he was good at, that's what they gave him to do. And then whatever the plan was, was the plan. But everyone in this room has a backpack. One guy's good at learning. One guy's good with people. Everyone has a backpack. Your mission in life is to figure out what you're good at. I'm a good speaker. But I could use that to fool a lot of people. I could do that. I could use that to get people to invest with me and steal all their money. I could talk you into anything. That was my class as a kid. As a kid, I didn't use it for the right thing. I taught kids out of their snacks. I taught kids out of their lunch. I talked to one guy to buy lunch for me every day. I was a storyteller, an amazing storyteller. I lied a lot. I made up stories all the time. It's not why Hashem gave me the power of speech or the power of imagination. He gave it to me to use to bring Kleistrow closer to him, to be able to tell a story, to be able to get across to somebody else. I, I didn't know that. I knew I had certain abilities. So what, what the Kavli Yashar is saying is that, yeah, you have Chachma. You can do two things with that Chachma. You can use it to, to serve the Sahara, or you can use it to serve Hashem. You can become a doctor, and help people. You can become a lawyer and help people. You can become a divorce lawyer and split people apart. You can become a lawyer that goes after Jewish people and you can do a lot of things. In any, in any field, you can be an accountant and be a crook. You can be an accountant and save someone legally money. Any, anything that a person does, a person could do for good or for bad. And the more the chachma you have, the more responsibility you have to use what you're good at, you know, you're a good Rebbe, you're a good teacher, then become a teacher. If you're not a good teacher, do us all a favor, don't become a teacher. No, seriously. So, on, on the other hand, you know, a lot of guy, a lot of people in this world use their Chachma for very bad things. And there are a lot of people in this world that use their Chachma for very good things. We have Torah anytime here, they might tell me them. They came up with this amazing idea. The, the internet was here. They couldn't get rid of it. We knew that. They couldn't get rid of the internet. And when I was sitting with Shimon and Ruvain, two brothers, that started this not that long ago in a, in a shul in Queens. And we were talking about it. There were, I, there were four guys. It was me, um, my Rabbi Yosem Mizrahi, and two other speakers. That's it. 
four speakers on the whole Torah when it first started. And we were talking about it, and I'm like, I don't know, internet, I'm anti-internet. And they're like, listen, Rebbe, we can't stop this. Can't stop this. Kids and people are going to be on the internet watching movies and doing really bad stuff. You're giving the shear anyway. If we put it up, some people are not going to go to the bad places. And they came, the Chachma in, in, in this, in Torah anytime, in this, the Chachma that they've used and the, they have to defend it with, you know, I'm, I'm sure the Yetzirah and everybody else is trying to go through their filters and, and, and turn them off, just like they turned off, uh, the, the, you know, the, what's it called, uh, WhatsApp and all that last two weeks ago. So, that, you know, that, 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 I don't know, maybe that was the Yetzirah to turn that off. Maybe it wasn't Yetzirah. But I'm sure, right? So their Chachma is how to spread it more and how to spread it more and how to spread it more and how to spread it more. They're only using the Chachma for terror. There's nothing else. They're not interested in anything, whatever, whatever it is. So, yeah, so they're going to go to the next world after 120 billions and billions of hours of Torah. So, yeah, they were on the internet, but they, they, they faced the fact that, yeah, they're going to be on the internet. And I can't, do I, I said, I'm giving the share, not on the internet. You want to tape it, you can tape it. That was my, I'm giving the share. You want to tape it? You can tape it. You don't want to tape it? Don't tape it. I'm not giving a share on the internet. I'm giving a share. You're putting it up. So, they use their chachma to create something that there's nothing like it in the world. It's bigger than, I don't want to say other names of things that are very big in Yiddishkeit. It's bigger than anything. Uh, you know how many how many speakers they have? That's not normal. Thousands, thousands of speakers all day long. Dafyaimi, everything. Also, the dafyaimi. The internet was there. The internet was there, and 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 they came up with the dafyaimi. Would I tell you to get internet to learn the dafyaimi? No. But if you have internet, the best thing that ever happened was the dafyaimi. But there's things on the internet that, that can be used for good. Do I have internet? No, I don't have internet. I'll take all you boys into my office. I'm a businessman. I don't have internet. I don't have internet. But my office has internet, and the girls that work for me have internet. And if I didn't have an office and secretary, I probably would have it for my business. I don't have a choice. So yeah, so, so, so get it filtered to the kazoo that you can't, you know, that you can't get anything else. Okay. So he's writing this 350 years ago about using chachma for good, but you can use chachma for very, very bad. And that's, everyone has Everybody has something in that backpack. Everyone, Hashem doesn't put you in this world without something in that backpack. You're going to, you're going to be good at something. And whatever you're good at, you could use, the, it has to be equal because that's how Hashem created us. It could be either used for good or bad. You don't have something in your backpack that can only be used for good. Every midah can be used for good and bad. Every midah that you have. If you're a kaisen, terrible. But if you're a pinchas, in that moment, shave kaisen. So everything can be used. I, I asked my Rebbe once, how can apicarsis, atheism, be used for good? Not believing in Hashem can't be used for good. He said, no, it's not true. He says, when it comes to chesed, when it comes to tzedakah, someone comes to you and says, listen, I don't have food, I, don't, I can't pay my rent, you have to become an apicarsis. No one, there's no Hashem. No one can help you but me. Write a check. That's what Rebbe said. There's a place for apicarsis. Where they want to say, oh, you need money? Shem will help you. You know, right to the hospital? Shem will get you one. You need a shirach? Don't worry. I'm not going to read you a shirach. Hashem will help you. So when it comes to chesed, apicarsis. That's what Hashem wants. There's no Hashem. I have to help you. It's so true. 
I go to people for, for my for the ranch or for whatever I do. And it's like, oh, Rabbi Wallenstein, you have so many schusim. Hashem will help you. I'm like, can you write me a check? I need a check. I can't go to the bank. Hashem help me. No, I'm like, don't, don't be Hashem. Don't worry about Hashem. That's when you have to be an curse. So that everything, there's not a mina in the world that doesn't have good and bad. Everything has good and bad. And that's what the Kaviyoshim, Perek Echad, first Perek, foundation of the whole Kaviyoshim, is there's good and bad in this world. you got to choose. And I find it absolutely amazing. Because I am talking about this, from my, not because of the Kaviyoshim, I'm just talking about this, and I see it's so true. The first Perek, because he goes into a lot of things. If I was writing the Kaviyoshim, I would write Shemir Tenayim first, like uh, a lot of other Averis. First parak he writes, despite of this, get to know who you are. Spend time with yourself. I can't imagine, you go to any therapist today, and you read any book, it helps out, they'll tell you, you have to spend time with yourself, you have to, you have to think about, you know, you have to meditate, 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 meditate. Nebuch, what they're meditating about. It's like, what they're meditating about, you should not meditate about, Right? But that he's saying you you can't you can't you're wasting your time. In all this other stuff, hundred and one other chapters. If you don't sit and spend time with yourself and think about all the wasted time you did till now and what you're going to do in the future, don't read my book. Don't read my sefer. Parak Echad is the foundation of a sefer. You got and do it by, do it away from everyone. Do it by yourself and don't be scared. To see, I have Ezra Mack, whatever, he's a, he's a life coach, bring him in here. No, Rabbi Wallenstein, you shouldn't tell kids to do that because they're already depressed and now they're going to see the bad stuff and they're going to get more depressed and maybe they're going to commit suicide. Like, like, just tell them how great they are. Uh-huh. So you come to the doctor and you have a broken arm, right? And he takes an x-ray, he's like, whoa, that's a break, but I don't want to depress this kid. You're good! Go home, and in a month you're going to feel better. Right? Azus. Why? Because this kid for the rest of his life is going to walk around like this. So you did him a favor? You were nice? Then he's going to be depressed the rest of his life. Because he's got an arm that he can't move. A person, and you need to teach this to a person, who goes inside himself and sees his weaknesses, and sees the things that he did wrong, the Kaviyoshi is very careful how he does his first parent. He's like, no, don't get depressed because you got God. You have Hashem. He's got your back. He's got your back. So when you realize what you did wrong and you come to him and you're like, Hashem, I didn't know you. I didn't have a relationship with you. I didn't know who you were. Now that I know a little bit about you, I would have never done that. Hashem's like, I love you. Forgive him. Is that something to get depressed about? Depressed if I don't know what, what his reaction, what my father's going to do to me. But he's very, very front. He says, like, don't get depressed. No one should ever be depressed. In other words, I did something wrong, but I have a loving father. And all my father wants me to do is to think about what I did. And I talk about this all the time, that I, as a kid, like the Avera, I did plenty of Averas. But like one of the Averas that bothered me was they used to have this, they have it today also, it's called Cracker Jacks. It's a, a box of Cracker Jacks with a little kid on it. It's, it's um, sugar-coated um, popcorn with peanuts and a prize. So I had the eighth and with Trish. As far as we knew, it didn't have a hechsher. Nothing had a hechsher, but it didn't have a hechsher. And I went into a store. I was probably about 15 years old, 14, 15 years old. And don't ask me, but the prizes were very interesting. I whistled, they had some stuff. So the HR said, like, 
buy it, open it, throw out everything, take the price. Yitzhak just had to get you to buy it. That's how he works. And we'll, the Kaviyosh will talk. Just, just get him to buy it. The rest of it will happen. So the first few times I bought it, and then I was like, this is crazy. I'm throwing, throwing all the peanuts. Peanuts are kosher. Okay, so I just eat the peanuts. Peanuts are kosher. Peanuts are kosher. It doesn't say, it doesn't say pig on the ingredients, right? So I ended up buying, I loved Cracker Jacks. I ended up buying Cracker Jacks and like, that was like my Avera, but it wasn't Avera. I, I, I worked it out, right? That, that's the answer. Just open the box. You're not going to do anything. Buy the iPhone. That's what you're going to learn. You need it for the shear, right? Yeah, once you got it, then he's got you. He's just got to plug you in. It's much easier. If you don't have it, I don't have it. I can't do anything. I don't have it. Can't send me pictures. It don't happen. Phone is a Nebuch phone. I have a Nebuch phone. So smart people have, have stupid phones and I have smartphones. Okay. But anyway, so I don't know. What's been Yom Kippur five, six years ago? I don't know where this came from. And I'm in Eretz Yisrael and I'm standing by Musaf, Shmon Asrei. And I'm like, I never did tshuva on the Cracker Jacks. Again, like he says, it's a, it's a very kali. You think that's my biggest problem when I was a kid, that I ate Cracker Jack? Right? So I never did tshuva on the Cracker Jack. I was like, I said, you know what, Hashem, I have to tell you something, that my relationship with you now, there was no way I would ever eat a Cracker Jack. Listen, it has a hechsha. But I didn't know who you were. I was 15. I had no connection to you. I didn't know who you were. I didn't know nothing. It was Hebrew subject. I hated Hebrew. I didn't get was connected in davening. I had no idea who you were. Cracker Jacks, Smacker Jacks, God, what the heck? Didn't mean a difference. Now I know who you are. Now it bothers me. Now I'm doing tshuva. It sounds crazy. It's 63, one years old. You're doing tshuva for Cracker Jacks, right? But the Misa, that's real tshuva. That's tshuva me'ava. It's like, I didn't know who you were. I, I didn't have a relationship. So that's what he's saying over here. So, so when, when you go into your into your mistakes and your bad stuff, right? It should not make you depressed. It should be when I recognize there's something wrong, I can fix it. If you don't tell me my arm's broken and you just send me home happy, I'm not going to be able to move my arm. So it's not a bad thing to go inside yourself and see the bad stuff about yourself because the bad stuff about yourself, if you don't recognize it, will never become good. So going in yourself and seeing who you are no reason to get depressed. Hashem's saying, I'm a, we said it. Just do a little bit. I'm there. I'm going to take you. I'm going to carry you the rest of the way. Just do a little bit. Which brings me to a... See, I'm, now I'm going. This is what you like. He likes when I go off subject. Which brings me to the most amazing Rashi. I think the most important Rashi in the title. Can you Chumash Bereshis here behind us? Can anyone see a Chumash Bereshis? I have a Chumash here somewhere. On top there's a Chumash Rashi Bereshis. Oh, Beautiful. Guys, no, I don't need English. Baruch Hashem. I learned enough. To, you know, I learned a lot, but I learned enough. This is for everyone who's watching. I feel the most important Rashi ever written in Kol HaTayra Kula. Chomesh, Gemara, Mish, wherever, wherever you want to look, this is, to me, a, a game changer. A game changer for all of us, whoever's listening. Now, that's a big statement for me to make. So first of all, we have this picture that all these tzaddikim in the Torah are like, not human, like Avraham Avinu, I could never do Akedah Yitzchak, Moshe Rabbeinu, like all these, you have no idea how human they were. They were extremely human. There's a Rashi, the last, second to last Rashi maybe, in last week's Pasha, Pasha's Lech Lecha. Because Baruch tells 
Ram Avinu to do a bris on himself. Okay, that's pretty scary. Okay, this looks a little more scary, I think, but whatever. Bris on yourself, right? It's okay. Emuna! Hashem! I'm a Ram Avinu! What could go wrong? Hashem told you to do a bris. Like, you worried? Hashem told you right now, do a bris. You mama heard Hashem. You should do a bris on yourself in two seconds. I'm not worried about it. It'll be fine. Right? No. It's not what happened. Sark Rashi. Behimoyle et pesar olosoy. Behimoyle, it's plural. What's going on here? He says the following. Take this to Yeshiva today. Noko Avram Sakin. Avram's going to do it. Mechi, we do it. going to do it. Mishalom. Mishalom. We're going to do it. Hashem said to do it. It's a question. Hashem came to you, appeared to you, and said, do something. He told you to jump off a building. You jump off right? Hashem, right? So he's going to do it. Avram says, I'm going to do it. Hashem told me to do it. I'm going to do it. Not till Avram Sakin takes a knife. And he takes the piece, he holds on to the piece of skin that he has to cut. And he wants to do it. Couldn't do it. He was scared. Rabbi, blasphemy. Avram Avinu was scared? How dare you say that? I didn't say it. Rashi said it. Ask Rashi. Why was he scared? Shem told him to do it. Why was he scared? Rashi, straight to the point. Shahayu Zakein. He was old. His hands were shaking. Let me do a bris meal and my hands are shaking. I'm an old man. Shahayu Zakein. Masa What does Hashem do when your hands are shaking? And he, he asks you to do something and your hands are shaking. What does Hashem do? Shalach Yadai. Whatever that means. Hashem sent his hand, God's hand. For Achaz Imo. And he held on to Avraham Avinu's hand. And together, they did the bris milah because of Hashem's holding your hand, it's not shaking. And that's why we say every morning, the charais imay habris. He did it with him. Number one, why do I think this is the most important Rashi? Don't get depressed or anxious if your hands are shaking. If there's something that you need to do, a mitzvah, whatever it is, and you're having a problem doing it. Because Avraham Avinu had a problem and was scared. A lot of people are scared of change, scared of other things. What do you want from us? But here's the point. Here's the big kasha. Hashem, you already sent your hand down to, right, to hold on to his hand. What are you holding on to his hand? Do the bris. He's like, I can't do it. So take the sock in and do the bris. Because whatever Hashem does, the refu is right away. Avraham never had to sit three days. He was sick. And it was hot. If Hashem would have done the bris, it would have healed the second he did it. Baruch will do the bris. You're there already. Your hand's there already. What Rashi is telling us, the lesson of this Rashi and the lesson of this Pasuk is, Hashem's not going to do it for you. You've got to do it. He'll hold your hand. Exactly what the Kabbalah Yasha just said. It's like, oh, Hashem, you do it for me. No. He doesn't do stuff for you. You've got to start. So even by Avram Avinu, oh, never, Avram, give me the knife, I'll take care of you. No. I will hold your hand. And we'll do it together. That's what God wants. Hashem wants to do it together with you. Does not want to do it for you. Therefore, 
He did it together, and we say it every day. V'charos imah habris. Does anyone in this room ever think v'charos imah habris? No matter how much my hand's shaking, Kosh Baruch is going to hold my hand. He's going to hold my hand like he held Avram's hand by the bris. Who thinks like that? If you think like that, you're going to be depressed. You're going to be nervous. You have anxiety. Want to cure anxiety? That's how you cure anxiety. If I know that God's holding on, no matter what I'm going through in life, I've got nothing to worry about. There are two stories I want to tell you today. I'm not going to tell them to you. Mr. Shim, you'll have to wait till next week. What? You're not going to be here. So next time you're here, I was going to give, continue giving this year like, without you guys, but I'm not going to. Because the energy... Will, whenever we're supposed to be finished, we'll make the see them. So... One of the one of the points I want to make as far as a Baruch Hu, he will always hold your hand, that's for sure. But you have to you have to take the step. You have to you have to take the action. And you need to know that it doesn't always turn out the way the way you want it to turn out. Many times um, I spoke about this Friday night. I was at a, at a, at a Shabbaton. Avraham Avinu gets thrown, is, is preaching to the world. I actually heard this from Rabbi Schlesinger in Muncie. Amazing. Big tzaddik, Gadol. He told me this from the Chassam Seifer. Amazing. Blew me away. He said, Avraham Avinu was preaching to the world one God. The rest of the world believed Nimrod, Sons of God, the moons of God, all, they believed in many, many gods. And Ramavino figured out, we know the story, he broke the idol, but that figured out logically there's only one God. And he's preaching. Imagine Hashem had one guy in the whole world that believed in him. Do you imagine that? One human being in the whole world believed in Hashem. Like, you gotta protect that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take care of him. He's preaching. What's his reward? His father, Nimrod, throw him into a furnace of fire. Okay. Okay, he doesn't burn up. He made it. Hashem protected him. Didn't prevent it, but protected him. He didn't know that that was going to happen. So now, he comes out of the fire, and like a lot of the people who didn't believe in God are like, wow, maybe there is something to this. Haran jumps in, it doesn't work, right? But maybe there is something to this. Look, he went into a furnace, and it says hundreds of miles away, people burnt out. They had to shoot him with a catapult. You know that? They had to shoot him into the fire. You couldn't go near the fire. Everyone went near the fire died. Medrash says. So, like a big slingshot. Miles. So, okay. So now he opens up Yeshiva. He's the hottest Rosh Yeshiva. Yeshiva went, went into a fire. Nothing happened to him. He's the hottest Rosh Yeshiva. Yeshiva's full. Hanefesh was awesome He had a huge Yeshiva. And Sarimeno had a huge base. Not Yaakov, but base Sarah. Right? There was no Yaakov yet. So it couldn't have been called Beis Yaakov. It was my trick question Friday night. What was the name of the school girl? So Beis Yaakov. I'm like, no. There was no Yaakov. But anyway. So they're doing well. He's flourishing. Right? Because shows up and says, no, out. Out! Out! No yeshiva! No Beis Get out! Leave all these people! What? What? I ju- I, for you, I just... Bye. Because there it's not going to happen. Canaan, they only do things like... So now I can go to a fire. They only do things for a reason. It's not going to stick. 
that the Choron, these people are Choron, they're not, it's not going to stick there. If they have a Zer, whatever it is, they're not going to come at him. If they have a Zer, you got to get out of here. So now Romavino, just listen to the story, boys. He leaves, he leaves his country, he doesn't speak the language, right? Um, he didn't leave right away because he, he had to take a vaccine in three days. Someone was making a joke, whatever, that was going around. You know, three-day vaccine, whatever. But anyway, he leaves his country. He leaves his father's family, so he's got no family. He leaves his friends. He leaves everything. Okay, like like whatever. He comes to the land, right? Ashar Eka, I'm going to show you. And what's going to happen there, boys? You're going to be a bench. What happened when he got to Eretz Yisrael? What happened? Famine! No food! Hashem, one second! You said that wherever I'm going to go, rich part... It didn't work out the way it's supposed to work out. Not only that, but instead of being in Haram with Beis Sarah, Sarah is now in Beis Paro. He kidnapped his wife! Like, if I'm sitting there, I'm like, Hashem, this is not the right book. There's something in here that you're not, you're not, you're not acting like you're supposed to act. That's the reward? Hunger? My wife gets kidnapped? But what Rav Schlesinger told me was amazing is that on his way to Mitzrayim, because it was a hunger, he, he didn't have any money. He was a yeshiva. <laughs> he wasn't making any money. So the, the, the yeshiva in Charan wasn't doing well. So he was desolate when he left Charan to come to Israel. He didn't have anything. He had no money. He was so poor, Rashi says, that he could not pay the hotels he stayed in. Get to the hotel, he wrote an IOU note. Didn't have his father's credit card. Tarach didn't have a credit card. Right? So he went and he couldn't pay. And oh, did they make Chaisik of him. Because they said, you are talking about God to the whole world and you have the right God. You don't even have the money to pay your bills. So they were, they were sticking it in his face. Because the Pasek is very hard to understand. He asked me the question. I didn't know the answer. Right? Um, Pasek said that he went back the same way he came. Who cares how he went back? Well, we know what highway, highway 78, highway 15. Like, who cares, Right? Torah never talks like that. He went exactly back and ended up in the exact place that he was in the beginning. Beginning of what? Okay. So Rashi, it bothers Rashi. Why are you saying that? When he left Mitzrayim, now he's very rich. He, the power gave him a crazy amount of money. Millions of dollars and sheep and tzayin and whatever it is. So now he had to go pay back the guys who he owed the IOU notes. Who told him, where's your God? You're penniless. You're starving. But he was, he was preaching the gospel. He was preaching our Kodesh Baruch Hu. He went back to every... He didn't send uh, Elias or anyone else. He said, I'm going to go back in their face. And show them what's a muna, what it means to believe. But yeah, it doesn't always end up the way it's supposed to, in the fire, and then my wife being taken away, and then a hunger. No, it doesn't always end up the way it's supposed to be. 
He slept. He went to the same inns, the same hotels that he slept in on his way to Mitzrayim. Okay, we learn from that that you shouldn't change whatever it is. But Lamai says, Rav Shazim said to me, he said, Rav Wallstein, it was a big test. You're doing what you're supposed to do, and it doesn't look like Hashem is paying any attention to you. It says, Emuna was, when they were making fun of him, he was like, I don't understand why I'm penniless and why I, I'm supposed to go to Canaan and now Canaan, I'm, now i got to run to Mitzrayim. You told me wherever I'm going, I'm going to be right. It's surrender. It's not asking any questions. That's relationship with the Baruch Hu. That's, that's what real Emuna is. Real Emuna is, is totally surrendering to our Baruch Hu. Remind me the next time we meet that there's two stories. I want to tell you the story of the newspaper boy which has to do with Moda'ani, and the story um, of this week, actually, it's, I did say it last week, it's on, it's on Torah anytime, I think, Mamloya's story of the three brothers that were, that were put onto an island, and, and, what, and the king put these three sons, his three sons on an island, and, and what happened. Anyone here know the difference between Amun and Bitochan? Say, hey, you talk, no one, no one knows who you are. Amun is when someone that is, um, someone knows this, is, has, has faith, but the toughness being on the guy's back, the guy's tight roaming, he trusts others. So, what's the main difference? The moon is the belief, and be talking is the action. I can believe, and I'm not, but I'm not. I'm not doing anything. The moona is the state of mind, is the moona. State of being is the bitachan. State of mind always controls state of being. State of being does not control state of mind. If you have a state of mind, you could be in the worst place in the world. If your state of mind is good, we know that person in India you have these guys that walk on fire, walk on Mamash fire, and they don't get burnt. How could that be? Mamash is not a trick. They walk on fire, they don't get burnt. They're so trained in their mind that they control their body to the point where they don't get burnt. That's the power of a person's mind, and that's what Kaviyasha opens up with Chachma, Chachma Bina that a person has. The power of your mind, and if you use it for the right thing, then you totally change the power of your being. Anyway, great to you guys, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Come, you can leave this farm here if you want. I'll put them away. Huh? I'm living over there. Oh, you're living over there? Okay, good. Shkoyach, Torah anytime. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.